Way everybody, welcome back for another fun edition of the Rolex Whiskey Passion Project. I got my main man Dan Callaway today with us, who's just as I've loved having on the shows a passionate individual about whiskey, and I'm super excited to chat with him. He's sees a lot, he's involved in a lot, he's done a lot, and I'm excited for this one. Dan, welcome, my friend. How are you? Hey, Gavin. It's great to be here. Doing well. Uh on site today at Bartstown Bourbon Company and just another great day of making whiskey. So having fun. Hey, my, my happy place, especially in that back room, you know, <laughs> with all the, the the crazy whiskeys. Dan, tell me a little bit about your your journey in whiskey. Sure. Yeah. So um I, I took a unusual pathway to get here, but I've I've enjoyed every step. I I actually started as a musician, a classical musician. That's what I grew up playing. That's what I went to uh, university for. And then I was playing in the Louisiana Philharmonic down in New Orleans and thought I'd do that for for the rest of my career. But I met my now wife uh, doing a, uh, I used to do these film tours in China. So we were on the same one over there and she lived in Kentucky. So I was driving up to see her and then made made the, the trip and moved to Kentucky and I'd always love wine and cocktails. I, I had my SOM certification and obviously with New Orleans cocktail bars into that. And I, I loved restaurants. I've always loved food. And I started running a restaurant called Decca in Louisville, which was just a, a really special time. And from there, I met the people starting Bartstown Bourbon Company and came down initially to build the bar, then the restaurant. And then we moved on to the visitor center and the the whole time looking at products and blending and and development and what we could come out with in the whiskey space. And, and now I've made the transition just full, full-time product development. So that's my, that's what I do now. Um, overseeing our partners, our packaging, our liquid, everything that goes into a Barstown bourbon company product. And it's interesting with your SOM background, because, you know, years ago, I, I was fortunate to spend time with Al Young over at Four Roses. Awesome. And we got into a conversation about, you know, just flavor notes that come out of bourbon. And I forget the exact number, but he's like, you know, all my 50 year history or whatever, you know, his incredibly long tenure of fun. He's like, I had 25 flavor notes that you could associate <laughs> with, with 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 whiskey. And then when they were when then when they were purchased, um, I forget by the, the name, the Japanese company that that took an interest in them the head Psalm came out to Kentucky and they drank whiskey together. And he's like, this guy had like another 25 tasting notes that I'd never even thought of that were spot on, <laughs> but like I had never been there. And he's still like, he's like, that was like the coolest moment because I like, it's not saying I sat with someone from another world, but it was from another liquid experience at a very high level. And we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I've got to imagine with you, there's got to be a lot of that too. You know, when you started, you know, delving into whiskey coming from your wine and food background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and, and, it's yeah. You, you're exactly and excitement, right. right. Around that. It's, a, it's, <laughs> you know? it's fascinating. Right. I think when I came to bourbon from wine, I started thinking about all different ways you can say sweet, you know, if it's caramel or toffee or maple, you know, you, you really dive into those characteristics where wine, you just have a plethora of, uh, different kind of barrel descriptions, you know, because you see a lot more French oak, the fruit, you know, the the characteristics of fruit in wine, whether it's 
whether it's ripe or stewed, whether, you know, the, the, the variation is just so dramatic between dark fruit to, to bright red fruit, um, to take all that into bourbon is fascinating, fascinating. And you're right. You, you associate things with your background and what you grew up with. Like I always say, I can pull out leather cause I, you know, played baseball growing up and it just smells like a baseball glove and, um, different people taste different things based on their background. But what I love about your story about Al is, is there's nothing better than tasting with someone else with a, a different background. And what we have at Barstown Bourbon Company, being the first uh, full service restaurant on uh, on the bourbon trail, we have an executive chef and a beverage director along with our, our, our distillers. So we have a team built into the company with, with a, just a, all these unique experiences and, and different ways to think about flavor. I mean, I've been coming to Bardstown since day one when there really wasn't a visitor center. It was, you know, I remember coming to the restaurant. <laughs> I remember back then you were bringing in like people from all around the world to work uh -huh. there, like temporarily. I yep. remember, you know, you know, being born and raised in South Africa. I met, I remember meeting a few South Africans over there. And yeah. Like, hey, here we are in Kentucky, you know, just learning <laughs> and working and enjoying. And it's like a whole new world. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then watching how it's growing. And I mean, I remember going downstairs with Steve and you guys had just done collaborations with like, what's the brandy company? It was Square Bottle. Copper and then. Kings. It was the Square Copper Bottle King. Copper and Kings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and with a heavy metal stopper on the top. I mean, I've still got a quarter left of those two <laughs> that I got back then. And and watching how it's growing. I mean, I'm still blown away every year when I come visit you guys, how Bardstown I mean, it's such a unique environment. There's so many, I, for lack of a better, there's so many different playrooms in there. Mm -hmm. You can play mm -hmm. with food, you can play with whiskey, you can play in 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 the in the distillery part of it, the packaging part of it. Like it's really like a whiskey playground. Exactly, and you touched on so many valuable points there. One, I would say that the rate of growth has just been incredible to see. I mean. We started 1.5 million proof gallons uh, distilling in 2016. We've quadrupled in size up to 7.3. And then uh, beginning in 2024, we'll be up over 10. We're adding a whole nother distillery on site. Um, we've had the same weekly construction meeting every Wednesday. And we say never stand still. That team has never left music construction. Since 2016, we have always been building and developing we've added bottling so we can go full service grain to glass on site um, we have 14 rick houses and we just purchased land across the road 300 acres so we can just keep building and still uh you know create this incredible brand but it's a tiny team it's it's still a small team if you came here you would know everyone here you've met them yeah. all and and um yeah it's, it's amazing what we're able to accomplish all all behind door number two <laughs> there they are it's like it's like, the, it's like the bottom of disney it's like the bottom of disney when, you come, when i come visit you guys you're like hey up top is all right below is all the actions happening you know it's it's pretty yeah. amazing so for you um what are some cool i mean what are some cool event things that you've done i mean let's talk for okay i'm gonna stop for a second because i get super excited about bardstown no, me too let's talk about Let's talk about the 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 room, and I forget what's the what's the name for the room with all the vintage whiskeys that you guys have curated with Fred over the years, and you yeah. as well. It's our it's our vintage whiskey library. It's over four hundred 
mainly bourbons, but rye, American whiskey, dating back to 1892. And the coolest thing about it is it's a living library. So it's it's pretty recent legislation where you can buy in the state of Kentucky from someone's basement or or an estate sale uh, vintage whiskey and then sell it by the poor on site. So we are constantly replenishing it. We're seeing new bottles come in. Um, there's a we worked with Bill Thomas of the Jack Rose to build out a beautiful prohibition era. Uh, a lot of the bottles wow. still have the the prescription on it. You know, take a tablespoon yeah. every, every three hours. Um, but you can, you can come in, you can, you can rent out the space or just come in and see it. We can also bring the bottles to the table in the restaurant, but it's, it's a veritable, it's a history of whiskey right there in front of you. And I point out what's so special about that room is, is we're always the modern distillery, but we built the distillery in Bardstown. We could have built it in San Francisco or Miami, but we love the history of bourbon. We want to be in the bourbon capital of the world and be surrounded by the history. And part of that is having uh, this incredible vintage experience. Now I've had the luxury and and spending time. I highly recommend if you visit Bardstown to ask to go back there and, and just look at the history and, you know, try some pours of the stuff you've drank there. I mean, I know we had some fun with Bill (laughs) Beam with those ceramics last time, which, you know, didn't work out that well. It was, it was pretty funny. I'm not going to (laughs) mention what we poured, but it was like, Bill's son was like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's no alcohol left in this thing. It's all gone. <laughs> it's like it, yeah, it, it was ceramic water at that point. Um, what's some of the fun stuff that you've drank back there, Dan? Yeah. So, so you know, I've that been stood fort- out. Exactly. I've been fortunate to to lead a lot of the vintage whiskey tasting. So I get to I've, I've made my way around that room and obviously the classics right uh stitzel weller uh just really stands out to me some of those the 1950s old fitzgeralds um uh, there's some beautiful 1980s uh old granddad wild turkeys um of course speaking of ceramics when it gets done the right way those 1969 chessmen but truly yep. the things that i remember are the are the early spirits these these prohibition era that have held their own a few of them granted you know if the fill levers level is is low maybe taste a little bit too much like cardboard but the ones that can hang you know there's there's whiskey from 1903 in there that that has more flavor than than a lot of bottles i've tried in my life and and above all else it's you made the best point is it's who you're tasting it with you know i remember that day very well because we were having such a blast and even though the decanter tasted like whiskey water it was just so fun you know and and i i just love that well just taking that historic i mean i geek out on what mother nature does i also geek out on the past you know i Mm -hmm. look at the past that person that person who made that whiskey in 1903 didn't have a cell phone didn't have an email didn't have any way to get bothered and really was just doing his job you Mm -hmm. know like it was a job there was nobody wanted it it was it was used it was used as an as a you know dealing with life alcohol uh-huh. you know for yeah. medicinal purposes it wasn't <laughs> like hey sit back and enjoy it's like well you could sit back and enjoy but it's going to knock you out you know like that's what you're going to go for so now looking forward and and looking back at like how different processes and barrels and grains and aging and and you know the rick houses it's pretty amazing to look at some of that stuff that was made in the past that's what I geek out on. Me too. Me too. We're on the same page. And, 
you know, all of it leads to understanding where you came from in whiskey and tasting these and then understanding the tradition. To me, that's the only way you can be modern and innovate is to understand what you're innovating on. Um, so now we've tasted this. Now we can build Bardstown Bourbon Company to be a modern take. And, and the number one thing that boils down to outside of flavor is just looking in that vintage library, all the myths and legends and made up characters, oh. you know, Bardstown is, is the antithesis, right? It's complete transparency. You can, you can see the yeah. still, you can see the recipe on the label. Um, so if you understand what whiskey traditionally is with the smoke and mirrors, then you can appreciate the transparency of Bardstown. And tell me something, you've done a lot of amazing collaborations. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure each one of them has been, been fun and, and, and different. How was that coming up with that program and getting some of these people on board? Because that was kind of pioneering. I mean, don't get me wrong. People had done barrel finishes before. Like that was something, you know, but those yeah. actual full-blown collaborations was definitely a unique, I think, that helped put Bardstown on the map. If you weren't, if you had never been to Kentucky and realized the playground that you had built there. A hundred percent. It's it's one of the most fun things I get to do. And I'm, and. You know, for example, the label is sitting in front of me on my desk. I'm looking at it. We're coming out with a collaboration in a couple months with Four Square Rum. And to your point, it doesn't say Barstown Bourbon Company finished in rum barrels. The, no. the branding of Four Square is on the label. Their logo, it will be on the back glass. It's a true open collaboration celebrating both brands. And the thing I always point out is they're not corporate relationships. This is literally a lot of these are Instagram messages. It's finding brands that I'm excited about and shoot them a message and say, hey, do you want to trade some barrels and, and make a flavor together? Um, and that's that's what Foursquare rum is. And I, they, they make so much sense to me because of their transparency and what they're doing in the rum space. Um so yeah, it's it's we've done them uh, with Labal. Well, it's kind of like a it's kind of like yeah. mutual respect. It's, it's two it's two two different entities who have mutual respect collaborating together because you're collaborating with you know top of the market because you're top of the market. You know it it makes sense. And I think I think that in every one of those pours, you can tell the mutual respect for both brands is is shining through. Exactly. You know because they they you know are committing to put their branding and. They're trusting us to come out with this product. Granted, we send it back and forth. We'll mail samples as this goes, but there's there's such a level of trust to do these uh, collaborations. It's it's incredible to uh, pull them off. So that's been the last, you know, what would you say, six years? Yeah. So of that kind of world started distilling in 2016. The first collab came out very beginning of 2018. The the square bottles. Okay. Were so Okay, so so okay, so you're four, you're four years, five years into it, and now two, three weeks ago, you launched Origins. Exactly. Can you tell me a little bit. Of, I mean, that was like, I how exciting was that? Because I remember, you know, in 2018, Steve talking about, you know, the grains and the and and the planting and the heart, like you know the, what the potential was going to be, but like this was infancy. You're, you're exactly. Right. It's what everything's built to. To me, that's. Releasing the Origin series is the biggest moment in the company's history. You know, it's uh, we started distilling September of 2016, so the bourbon wait we waited till it was six years old, which was hard to do. You know, there was a lot of clamoring mm -hmm. to put it out at four years. You know, it's tasting great, but we were patient, yeah. waited till we were six years, and released a core bourbon, 
with a high rye content. So 36% rye on that bourbon and then a bottle and bond. And I, I always, I like to touch on the bottle and bond to me, that's Steve's signature on the industry. If, if you know a lot, of, yeah, he was the master distiller at maker's mark. When he started, they were doing about 80 barrels in a week. You know, they now do about 1200 in a day. So he really oversaw <laughs> that the rise he's known as the wheat King. He, he started Wyoming whiskey you know, part of his falling out and leaving there was was releasing whiskey too young. So we brought him out of retirement for the second time. And that was a real, real uh, core tenant that we had from the beginning is let's wait till the bourbon's ready before we release it. Fortunately, that happened to kick off 2023. Well, it's you know, I look at Steve and it's like, you know, I watch a lot of food channels. You know, you and I have had meals together. We both enjoy good food. Steve's like master chef. <laughs> you know, he's like a top chef. Like he's got his own niche. He's been doing it for a long time. Um, he can play with the new toys, but he he's got the old toys too. And exactly. he's just gonna give that, he's just gonna always put his best out. Yeah, yeah. And that's you know, it, that's it, he is the bottle and bond, right? It's his sign off. Well, because because yeah, because if I look at it, you know, obviously you've watched the last couple of years, there's been a bunch of marketing companies that have come and gone in the world of whiskey. Mm -hmm. You know, they've tried to like take a trend and, and, you know, get a relationship with the distributor and get on there, but it doesn't last because oh. it just doesn't stick. And right. and I watch how you, you, you know, the continued growth just, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful actually, you know, for a guy that came there in the beginning where it was like, you know, it was like, what's this going to be, you know, like, <laughs> and now watching what it is. I mean, I remember joking back then, you know, I think I was there one time right before derby week and you know no one's coming out to bardstown during derby because it's no, 25 minutes no. away and i'm like i'm like you guys should helicopter them in like, <laughs> landing pad like, bring them in for lunch and send them back to the you know because they're missing out on this insane experience because anybody who's been to bardstown bardstown is to me the stereotypical like small little town and they're okay mm -hmm. with that yeah like yeah you know it's like they, they you could barely people stay in louisville because there's not many hotels in Bardstown that are like, hey, you know, for and now that's changed because obviously the last four or five years, bourbon's become a thing and it's a place mm -hmm. to go now. You know, people used to maybe go to Vegas for their bachelor party. They now go to Kentucky and do the bourbon trail. Exactly. You know, people want to go on a vacation. You know, if they don't have kids, they're like, well, we could go to Miami or we could go to Kentucky and go do the bourbon trail. Exactly. So it's become this like thing. And then you have this you know, you such a unique experience with everything that you offer and continue to grow. It's kind of like, you know, like we joked earlier, it's like Disneyland, but it really is of whiskey. You've yep. got all the special rooms, you've got all, and you can cater to it all. Exactly. Very friendly. And that's what we want is we want guests to spend a day. We want them to come in, take a tour. All our tours have these immersive hands-on experiences. You can thieve out of barrels. You can do blending. You can do sensory then have a great meal, you know, take your time and then do a cocktail class in the afternoon. There's, she said, there's so much to dive into. Uh, we have a, a Rick house bar lounge. You can rent out all glass uh, paneled Rick house on the front with a cool tasting area. And, and that's where you can do, you can do the bear. I, I think I did a bottle pull with Brandon there. Last okay. Time yeah. Out of the barrel. Yeah. In the glass. Yeah. Exactly. And all that yeah. you know, really celebrates Bardstown. And then we just announced we're building a visitor center uh that will open around august september of this year right on whiskey row in louisville so really cool expansion wow. to our program to we'll always be centered in the bourbon capital of the world bardstown but we're going to put an experience right in louisville well 
I mean, why not? I mean, you know, no disrespect, but like everyone, every there's others that are doing that and they're reaping those because some people just don't know when they go to Kentucky that you can leave. Like they exactly. think Louisville, like, which is great. There's so much to do. You go to the Slugger, you can go watch a game. There's so much to do that. There's so much history and heritage, but you're like, wait a second, like this is Whiskey World. Right. And we think of it as an outpost, right? It's, it's, you, uh-huh. you, you're walking by, it's right next to Louisville Slugger. You, you get aware of our brand and then that will drive you to come see the mothership, basically our home place in Bardstown. So it's just a, well, I kind of, I kind of saw yeah. that 10 years ago, like up in Napa, mm-hmm. you know, like, all of those guys have wine tasting rooms on the main drag in like Williamsburg, you know, exactly. And that's like, you know, Heelsburg and stuff like that, you know, like they got them there because they're like, wait, you might not know, but we're up the hill. Right. You got, and that's, that is what triggered, that's what triggered the legislation. Uh, Kentucky legislation is, uh, you know, looking at what Napa has done. So that just passed last year where distilleries can have essentially a tasting room where you don't have to have a still running can just be a tasting you can blend uh, a great bar but all of that as just an extension of your dsp i love that that's going to be mm-hmm. huge yep yeah um, really cool so you get to do a lot of amazing stuff you really have yeah Are there any like crazy standout moments that you're like that i like i have these moments danny where i'll always tell you like i'll walk in and be like whoa thank you instagram that i get to do this like <laughs> i never in my wildest life thought i would be doing this x experience are they those experiences for you like I, internationally as well as local that you've had so far that well, stand I, would, out? I mean i know you've had a lot of them i would say you know and not to sound corny but Every day is a little surreal here, right? Where I walk into the office and see the bottles, just the team we assembled, uh, just working with with these veterans of the industry that that have done so much. Uh, you know, uh, from I could just list list all of them, but they're just incredible individuals. The opportunity to work with them and and the products and what's coming off our still every day is like that. But obviously. We just, you know, recently traveled to Ireland with with our Irish whiskey collaboration and and working with their uh, master distiller Noel Sweeney on the blend is is always going to be a standout for me. And um, how was how was that like? So going back there because I've actually never done that. I haven't done that one yet. I yeah. mean, that's talk. You talking about you know, eighteen hundreds. Some of these places out there. I mean, you talk about <laughs> places that are steeped in tradition, like nobody, like you can't even like fathom how they did it back then, but they did. Like, what's that like for you coming in from, you know, Bardstown is very modern. Uh You know, it's it's built. It's it hasn't you know, it's been around since 2016, not 1884. So going to Ireland, like like what did that look like to you? Because I know when I go to some of these places, I'm like, how did they even build this thing back then? Like there were no cars. There was like there was no like how? Like what, well, what was that like? It just further traces the story, right? We talked about the vintage vintage library, eighteen ninety two, and it, you just see how it connects and how these people came over with this distillation knowledge to bring it to the U.S. The coolest thing that's come out of it is eighteen eighty five Green River Distillery, which we purchased la- mm-hmm. last year in Owensboro, which is DSP KY ten. Um, which means 10th licensed distillery in the state. Yep. All the way back to 1885. And we're revitalizing that brand green river and we're going to launch it nationally. So next time you're in Kentucky, Gavin, we have to go to this distillery. 
Uh, If you want to see this history, it's in the same spot uh, was Medley Distillery. Some of these Van Winkles that came out in the 90s used liquid from off this still. The juice it's producing is is incredible, and it is like you are walking back in time. It's it's incredible to see the history. I mean, that's the part that I just, you know, you know, geek out on that. As far as like efficiencies and work, um, you know, I hadn't, you know, when I first started cruising around, there was less uh, computers in mm-hmm. in the house. There was a lot more thieving and tasting. And it's not like it's not. But I was interesting because I was talking to somebody else and he said, the whiskey that you're drinking right now because of technology is the cleanest whiskey. Because we now have the knowledge on some of these impurities that you might not have picked up on. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can wrap my head around that. Like that, I can see how, because my concern was like, oh man, like no one's trying it anymore. Like this is like the computer is telling them when it's ready. You know, the right. computer is telling them everything, which is not the case. But that was just me walking in and seeing these probes and sensors and stuff like that. I'm like, where's the happy dude with the thief running around? Like, where's he at? <laughs> they're still around. <laughs> we, we've found that balance. Like our lab team, they're still scoring all the distillate. You know, where you really dive into cleanliness on a spirit is that distillate level. They're still doing all of that, you know, by nose sampling it scoring it by hand all the samples coming off the line you walk to the lab there may be 30 of them lined up but we can balance that by running it through our lab equipment right like a mass spectrometer uh we can we can gauge the the sugars the alcohol the content where we we have some of the most technically advanced equipment and we're looking now to purchase one uh that will really take us to the next level and truly put us out in front of uh uh, as as a leader in in analyzing whiskey so it's it's a balance well i think i i think that you know just based on your growth in the last seven years i don't think there's any dispute of you continuing to be the leader because <laughs> you you had a plan and you went out the gate and you executed and like you even said on those weekly meetings it's like never stop like keep moving keep you know it's like that that's a big deal a lot of people rest on their laurels and one of the coolest things i've watched with you guys is like it doesn't seem like there's any rest. It's kind of like, hey, most people would like start to dial back and enjoy the moment and focus on the business that they have. You guys are like, nope, plenty more opportunity. And and we love what we're doing. I mean, I honestly right. don't ever feel like when I'm there, it's a business, even though, of course, it is a business. But I feel like it's no, given but- opportunities also to brands that maybe just didn't even know they were capable of being a brand until they sat down with your team. That's you just raised a great point, which is driving our 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 expansion right now is is so we make 54 recipes for about 30 different companies and their brands, the big guys like a High West Kentucky Owl Jefferson's. But they're also uh, incredible new brands like a 15 stars um, kind of getting off the ground. And the last thing we want to do is a company that started with us in 2016 with us distilling custom and the keyword is custom whiskey for them to cut yeah. them off and say, hey, we've grown, you've grown, everyone's growing. Now you're going to have to go find it somewhere else. So we're growing to support the growth of us, but also all our incredible partner brands. I mean, I remember in 2018, Steve, you know, he couldn't mention who it was, but he's like, oh, we're trying to get, what's it called? The bloody butcher corn. It's yeah. a recipe for someone that want somebody that wanted to come move to, you know, move their business to you because they couldn't keep up with production, you know, in their limited capacity, because that does happen. You know, people, a lot of these, you know, in this le- in this bourbon, you know, bonanza, which I don't see it stopping anytime soon. A lot of people just 
outgrew their space and they didn't have any more space to grow or financially it just didn't make sense to invest into their own with the facilities that Bardstown offers and their ability to make all the different recipes and their ability to sit down and say we're partners exactly and and truth be told there's no one doing it isolating we have you know they 500 points of production that they can go through the yeast every the temperature off the still procuring barrels we just ran um, popcorn, you know, actual popcorn instead of corn uh, and and are making whiskey out of that for, for a partner. So it's wow. it's really cool to see. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we don't. Well, and you have the and you, yeah. no, you have the innovation. I mean, your whole thing is built on innovation. You, you know, you can't dial it back now. I no. think the bonus round is origins. The bonus round is like, hey, we make really amazing stuff and collaborations, but we actually have our own stuff, too. And the yeah. fact that you just said, you know, like. You waited six years. Well, I know that you didn't definitely didn't use everything you put down in 2016. So there will be 10. I mean, you and you and I have geeked out many times over the older stuff. There's like this delicate dance, like north of 14 years that uh -huh. whiskey starts to do. And then it does it again at like 17. And then like at 25 plus, you can sometimes not always just have this like, oh, whoa, what the hell? Wow. Totally. Totally. You know? so that's, you know, what I was doing this morning, uh, truth be told, is is looking far into the future with with all our recipes and seeing, you know, how this is going to shake out in the future. And it's the potential is just incredible for what we could do with a premium age concept. Um, and, you know, 2025 is is when we're really going to blow it out and go into to all markets. Yeah, well, I, I mean, obviously, I see Bardstown in most markets, I you know. A lot of love and passion, but like it's really the team that's built this amazing thing. Because if I think about the first time I came to visit and the, and the team was high and tight, it was small uh -huh. but furious. And now <laughs> it's just like, wow, you know, even the yeah. food levels, like, I, you know, I can't tell people enough, like how amazing the food is and how just it's just an experience that you just don't get. And it's a it's a it's a like Danny was saying, it's a trip like you can yeah. go you can get lost there for hours. It's oh. not like. You know, you go to you go to some of these bourbon trail, which is designed for this. They got to get you in and out within 90 minutes. Right. You know, they're going to give you like, you know, 45 minutes of, of of education and 30 minutes of tasting and 15 minutes to buy and get out. Totally. Don't at Bardstown. Like you can get lost there if you choose to. Yeah. And I, I always say, you know, a lot of brands historically have seen the visitor's center as an obligation. Right. But we see it as a way to build the brand. From the beginning, we were taking people in the building that had never heard of us, right? So yeah. it's 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 the complete opposite of what you normally see on the trail. So it's it's really like what an opportunity to build uh, a a fan that's going to go tell ten other people about our brand. So hospitality has always been a priority for us, and will continue to be uh, even as our brand grows. Well, I think because you also have such a well-rounded group of individuals that come from so many different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, I, I tell people, you know, I did 20 years of restaurants and nightclubs, which is why I just, whatever I do, there's always customer service. Because mm -hmm. if you didn't do that, they didn't come back. And it right. had to be authentic because everybody has choices. Right. You know, like, don't fool yourself that you're the only only one in town. So what do people come back for? Mm -hmm. Experiences where they kind of like, you know, it's like cheers. They feel like they're back at home. Yep. Yep. And and a lot of that genuinely is the culture we've built from this team. It's a, a, a team where most of our people have left major spirits companies to come work 
because of the culture to come join Bar Sound mm-hmm. Barbecue. So when you pe- see people and talk about them and they're excited, that's real. That's genuine. We're we're creating something here. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to chat today. I always enjoy my time. We've got a couple of good inside jokes. Hopefully, I get to see you <laughs> yeah, soon. <we> <laughs> Hopefully, I get to see you soon. I'm going to come back probably in April. I was anticipating you guys having winter, but you didn't really have winter this year. Um, <laughs> it seems like the East Coast, you know, global warming passed over and it's all good. Yeah, it's colder exactly. here in California on some days than it is back there, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but, but Dan, thank you for taking the time today. Um Keep doing what you do. Keep smiling. Keep shining because you really are an amazing part of this industry and the fun stuff that you guys get to do at Bardstown and the fun stuff that you get to do personally. Yeah, cheers, Gavin. And and right back at you, man. Thank you for everything you do and the support and even building this platform right now. So incredibly thankful. Well, I appreciate you and we'll chat soon. Sounds good. Take care. <laughs>